Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. What is going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me, as always, is my podcasting partner, Dan. Let's go. And Paul. Oh, Paul Sweepy. I, I just need to say this right now. So, we were literally texting with Paul, like, I don't know, an hour ago? And then he didn't hop on our call, so I texted his wife. Paul doesn't happen to be asleep right now, does he? She said, completely out, LOL. Thanks a lot, Paul. Love you too, buddy. <laughs> He's just a widow guy. He's sweepy. He had a rough day. It's okay, <laughs> Paul. You get your rest, and then tomorrow you feel much better. That was very, very... Creepy, Crazy. yeah. Welcome Creepy. to this episode of Fanning the Flames, the OG Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans. That's you guys by the fans. That is me and Dan, Dan and I, not Paul, not Paul. <laughs> Give us a follow on Twitter. I'm at says, I'm at so says Jay. Paul is still at Dervish of World, and Dan is back on Twitter. Woo! Yes, sir. At D Dorte eighty nine. Welcome back, Daniel. Thanks. Although I have cleaned up my timeline quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Is that what you don't follow me anymore? Is that why? You block Paul? I block Paul. We should block Paul right now. I, I think Fanny, I think Fanny the Flame should block Paul. Oh, oh that would be funny. Can I did we block start? Dave, hey, hey, I did block Dave King yesterday, though. Did you really? <laughs> did you really? Yeah, he's my fuck that guy of the day. Oh, Daniel. I'm totally kidding, Dave. No, I didn't block Is him. It- isn't that Paul? Hey, can we start like a hashtag block Paul movement to our dozens and dozens of loyal listeners? <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul will really feel that. Okay, let's stop talking about it. Anyway, that's where we are on Twitter. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. And of course, make sure to subscribe to the Bright Side of the Sun podcast on whatever whatever pod form you listen on. And we have a new pod on the feed, Dan. Uh, Into the Valley. I believe is the name. Uh, so make sure to check I've those never guys. Never heard of them. Well, now you have. Welcome to the club. All right. So hey, let's talk about the sun, shall we? I'm gonna start off. I'm gonna start off like this. I'm gonna start with a little clap, okay? Because I feel like we need to give credit where credit is due. Because of course the Suns' 18-game win streak came to an end at the hands of the Warriors, and they did it quite emphatically. Sure, we had just beat them, and we were playing the second night of a back-to-back, and we had just traveled, and they were coming off two days rest, and we didn't have book, and campaign shot three for 17. But hey, pat yourselves on the back, Warriors, and Warriors fans, you beat us. Congrats. And then proceeded to lose to the Spurs the very next night, which was just poetic justice. At home, without having to travel on the second end of a back-to-back. Put it in a song. Okay, so anyway, again, <laughs> win streak ended at 18. We got a new one going. We beat those aforementioned San Antonio Spurs um, last night without, again, Devin Booker. Um, but hey, 18-game win streak, nothing to scoff at. Tied for the 11th best in the history of the NBA. And, of course, our Phoenix Suns right now are at 20-4. and four. On pace to win how many games, Daniel Duarte? 68.3. Which, if you are bad at math and round up for no reason whatsoever, rounds up to 69 wins. That's a pretty good number. I mean, it's a big total. It's a great number. Also a big total. Talk about a Tuesday night. (laughs) 
69 wins on a Tuesday night. Let's do it. All right. So, Dan, <laughs> let, let, me, let me ask you this question, man. So, we haven't lost a game in a while. <laughs> How do you feel about this streak coming to an end? I mean, you know, man? it was almost, it, it's almost like there was, you know, the writing on the wall that it was going to happen. I mean, you kind of just, could see it from a mile away. I was worried about the the Detroit Pistons game because if you recall when we said, you know, <laughs> if they keep this going, it'd be totally suns to just stop, you know, a win streak against the worst team in the league. Oh, well, cut- just beat the Warriors. But kind of like how how the bubble year before the bubble happened, we had that back to back. One of those losses was to the to the uh, uh, Pistons, if I'm not mistaken. We had two like really easy games that would have helped put us into a better position playoff wise. And we lost both of them. One of them was to the Pistons. If I, again, if I recall correctly, this back in that was, bubble year, pre-bubble. Was to the Pistons and to the worst record in the NBA, Golden State Warriors. Ah, that's right. Man. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of poetic just justice, not really poetic justice, but just a lot of, a lot of poetry tonight, right? Everything seems poetic. So, but no, I, I think you're right. I mean, the, the writing was kind of on the wall with with that streak coming to an end. I, I kind of rattled through the reasons, right? I mean, everything stacked up, everything added up to that being a game that the Suns weren't going to come out and and win. And at the end of the day, they didn't. And hey, you know what? It is what it is because they're still twenty and four. They still had an eighteen game winning streak, and nothing in that game gave me any sort of concern. You know that 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 one Golden State Warriors loss didn't exactly wipe my mind of the 18 previous games before that. You know what I mean? No. And as much as 79 and three sounded nice, I guess 69 is good too, as we've already covered here this evening. Yes. Great time. So, I mean, (laughs) what about, what about the, excuse me, the Spurs game last night, Dan, anything in particular pop out at you there? I mean, it was a, again, bookerless game. We didn't look great throughout, but did what we typically do, and that was turn it on towards the end. Chris Paul came up with that huge play defensively right after getting the ball stolen from him, right? Talk about making up for oh, it. That's uh, and that so really, ridiculous. I, I, I don't know that, like, I've seen. This sounds kind of weird. It wasn't really like, it, it wasn't like a, chase down block i mean did he get credit for a block or a steal on it do we even know do you know offhand uh he got credit for a block i feel like he should got both it was that awesome right like a stock a stock yeah or a bleal Bleal. (laughs) i I, I like bleal no, I like bleal i feel like you need to add that extra l in there just just really helps it uh not roll off the tongue at all Fair enough. I, I, I think you can do whatever you want, man. I agree. I mean, there are no rules here. There are no rules when it comes to making up stats, as we know, on fanning the flames, because we do it on a, on, on a relatively, relatively regular basis. Hey, once a week is pretty good. So do we want to talk at all about, I mean, I guess we're talking about Golden State. We're talking about the Golden State loss. Have Golden State fans always been as insufferable as they seem to be like recently or 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 are they just ramping it up because like they had some success and then were shitty and now are having success again, which I guess ironically describes Suns fans to a certain degree, although we had a longer string of lack of yeah. success. Yeah, that's that's the huge difference, right? Is Warrior fans think that Oh my God, all those years of suffering. Fuck you guys. You guys fucking went through two bad seasons, got high draft picks, and you guys won three championships. So, miss me with that shit real quick. So, have Warriors fans always been like this? Yes. Warrior fans are fucking terrible. They're just as douchey as fucking Steph Curry is. Um, and I can attest to this because, as I've t- said in previous podcasts, my favorite player ever was LeBron James pre-Lakers. So I had a brooding interest in those finals, which is probably part of the reason why I hate the Warriors so much. But their fans have always been that douchey. I mean, just don't you remember that that fan sitting courtside that like pushed Kyle Lowry during the finals? No. How do I not remember that? 
Yeah, he was like a man, a minority owner for or a, oh, a I think he got yeah. banned for life from the arena. I mean, I but guess if you they're, push they're, push a player, that'll happen. Yeah, and I mean they're just like that, like the whole like oh my god, you know Clay's gonna come back and we're gonna be unstoppable. I fuck man, this that shit's so annoying. And you know th- that was like their whole you know, reason why they lost to us, right? Well, you guys can't beat us with Clay. You guys can't beat us with Clay. I beg to differ, of course. And then, of course, when the Suns say, when the Suns fans say, well, we didn't have book on Friday night. (laughs) Then it doesn't matter. Then their argument again is like, we didn't have Clay. Like, congrats. You're stupid twice. We also didn't have Chris Mullen or Mitch Richmond, Tim Hardaway. Uh, anybody else? Uh, Antoine Jameson. <laughs> that's that was the that was the next step from those three. Was I guess I mean that's probably not uh, too too far off. Um, is Mark West? Not Mark West. Mark. Uh, fuck. Mark West. Mark on the on the Warriors. Are, are well, we playing who's like the, who's the logo? Jerry West. Oh, Jerry West. Mark West. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was like Mark Eaton. I mean, obviously not on the Warriors, but I don't know. Maybe we're just naming old players now. I don't know. Fun game. Uh, is <laughs> so. I'm, I'm seeing. A, let me ask you about Suns fans. Let me, let me ask you about this. And I'm just. I'm just spitballing here, Dan, but I mean, I see a lot of, ooh, we had the whole thing with the, the, the Nuggets fans earlier this year. Now we've got, you know, this little spat with Warriors fans. Are, 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 are Suns fans the, the, the petty, overly aggressive ones? Is that us? No, no. We've been the fucking skinny kid on the playground that's gotten the shit kicked out of him the last 10 years. And guess what? Somebody got on TRT. Started working out. <laughs> it's fucking fighting back. So the Suns hit a growth spurt. I like that. And and yeah. and got and got jacked. Yeah. And I and, and I asked that I asked that question fully knowing that us Suns fans are always absolutely in the right and use nothing but logic and common sense and 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 <laughs> you know supportable evidence in making our arguments. So at the end of the day. Perhaps it was a trick question. I, I I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. If I'm going to be completely honest. Well, it worked. So that's my. I mean, that's that's what I say. They just look. Had we pulled the Hoff last year, I was always the first one to say, "I will not know how to act. I'm going to be the most obnoxious, fucking insufferable bastard ever." I believe I believe we had floated the idea of if if that happened we would go to summer league and instead of watching summer league basketball we would just set up a TV in the concourse and watch the finals again just oh, just yeah. to do that we can we'll do that next summer yeah still makes me sad but anyway you were saying I apologize I interjected um, no, you wouldn't know how to act yeah I mean I I, I wouldn't know how to act so it's just like I don't know man it's just. People just need to shut the fuck up. Let like we were in the fucking finals last year. Nuggets fans, Laker fans, Warrior fans, and you guys weren't plain and simple. So just shut the fuck up. The only ones that could say they were were the Bucks, and they won the whole thing. So yeah, man. I don't think I don't think we're in the wrong personally, but you know. I agree. I obviously I I agree. Um. So let's let's talk about things moving forward here for the Suns. Uh, one thing that came out today that I'm interested in hearing some thoughts on, if you if you have anything, uh, is this report that the Indiana Pacers are apparently doing a soft quote unquote soft rebuild, which basically means they are putting. I I don't know why they call it a soft rebuild because then it followed by saying Sabonis, Karis Levert, and who else? My oh. Miles Turner are all open for trade offers. That seems like more than a soft reset uh, rebuild to me. That seems like you're jettisoning, well, one multi-time all-star, another starter, and a guy who has a lot of potential. But Karis LeVert, one thing about him, he the dude just can't, as unfortunate as it is, just can't stay healthy, right? I mean, he's always 
feel like he's always injured and hasn't played a full season. Um, but anyway, the Pacers, it sounds like they've got, you know, a fire sale possibly going on over there. Anybody, and, and I named those three guys, but I'll open it to anybody. Anybody on the Pacers team that uh, strikes your fancy is in terms of a guy that might be able to improve the Suns? And if so, what kind of move would you would you be on board with? The Suns are going to make, make some type of move. And I know it's crazy to say that to a certain degree, right? Because we're 20 and four. But hey, Clay's coming back. What if what if Clay's Clay of 2016? Are we fucked? Maybe we need to trade for somebody on the Pacers. <laughs> yeah, let's you know just no, but what, up and go home. Just yeah, why do we even play the game? What? But no, anybody from the Pacers that strikes your interest? I mean, I mean obviously there's a couple. There's a couple people. Obviously, I mean, so I think the reason they called it a soft uh, rebuild was I did see on somebody's somebody's tweet said that they wanted to trade Lavert and also either one of Sabonis or Miles Turner. So my guess is they're going to build around the other one, um, which doesn't really make much sense to me. Uh, now, as far as guys, well, I mean, I feel like I feel sons, like that's an easy easy answer too. I mean, you know, I I think I think the Pacers are insane for wanting to trade Sabonis. But oh, I do too. Just, I think he's a hell of a player. I mean, even though he doesn't play much defense, um, he's still talented as hell, and he kills the Suns every single mm-hmm. fucking time we play them. Uh, but I'll say this: there's a couple players that I like. Obviously, Tory Craig is a big one that's been going around Twitter today. I would love to have Tory Craig back. Um, he was one of the, like my favorite guys of that run. Um, tough as hell. He's just a he, he can play defense and. He always seemed to come up with that big three, you know, that Tim Thomas, like. Right. Tim Thomas. That's a good reference. Um, So, yeah, there's there's Sam and there's Justin Holiday because I feel like, I don't know, shoring up the the guard spot. I know everybody loves Landry Shamit. I'm not in that boat. I think Landry Shamit's, yeah, I think he's pretty hit or miss. Sometimes he scores, you know. He makes four threes in a game. The other time, he can't fucking hit the broad side of the barn, just like last night. He was two for nine. So Justin Holiday and Justin Holiday's a hell of a defender too. I mean, yeah, you want to roll out that lineup with death with you know all the, the with the bench and having all these you know versatile you know guards and wings and stuff. I I would go, I would lean towards those two guys. Obviously, I mean Sabonis and Turner; those are guys that are out of the question for the Suns because A, we have DeAndre Ayton and B, we have Jay Crowder and C, I don't know how that would look, you know, if you like swapped out Crowder for Sabonis. Sabonis. Right, well, I mean, think about what they're doing in Indiana. I think part of why they're doing this because they, they tried to run the Miles Turner and Sabonis and obviously, you know, Turner and DA are not the same player, but... Right. You can look at that and kind of get an idea. That's going to give you some semblance of what something like that might look like. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there. This is a bonus. The, the big names over there just don't make sense for the Suns. Um, I, again, I, I, I love Karis LeVert, um, but just the, the health issues and the money that he's getting paid, I, I just don't see him being something that would be, you know, a guy that would be an option here. But, yeah, Torrey Craig – Certainly, but he can't be traded yet either. Um, yeah, he can't get traded. Till but like, that's why till like December. Is that December? No, it's 15th? coming up. Yeah. I so yeah, I think it is. I think that's what it is. So that that that's probably a moot point. Um, Holiday is a very interesting guy, uh, especially because, like you say, he's got that. He's got that. Imagine having a team that has Mikhail Bridges and, and, and Justin Holiday out there ready to do. Steph will have nightmares. Um, and he's on a really reasonable deal too. I actually didn't realize this, but he's only making like six million, million. a yeah. year. Yeah, so it's not like you got to give up a major piece to to get a guy like that, right? Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, I think it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with Indiana. I mean, I, I I don't particularly foresee anybody from that team ending up on the Suns because, like I said, frankly, the way things are running, it's it's hard to say that it, it makes sense to add even those guys. Those guys, even even as depth pieces, um, are they going to improve the team that much, uh, you know, over the guys that are that are currently there? But again, guys like Tory Craig, though, um, guys that kind of come down the line a little bit, they're they're a little bit more intriguing. Um, but we'll see. Uh, at the at, at the end of the day, food for thought, sure. 
likelihood that yeah. this is going to come to anything for us. Uh, very, very slim. And I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly okay with that. I think, uh, I think Thad Young is a more realistic pop. Exactly uh, what I was going to say. Literally <laughs> exactly what I was going to say next was the Thad Young move is the one that still just always creeps into the mind as one that makes all the sense in the world because Again, at least based on how it's been, you know, floated, formulated, what have you. If it's if it's Dario and it's uh, uh, sticks, then you're really not losing much. Uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you're this year, as we've seen, losing nothing. And then, you know, let's talk about sticks because you know who we've been seeing get some burn out there. And I get they play not necessarily the same position, but Ish Wainwright's getting time out there ahead of sticks at this point. Like I said, maybe they don't play the same position but you would think that if you're gonna get some minutes and you want serviceable minutes and you think sticks could do better than nish wainwright monty would figure out a way um which leads to the question is 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 sticks really that far behind ish wainwright is ish wainwright really that much better than sticks or do the Suns not want to play sticks because they don't want to risk injury because that that possibility is still out there I don't think it's any of those things. I have a like I have a sneaking suspicion, and I have no idea if this is true or not. I just I feel like it's one of those things where they don't see it in practice. Um, I don't know why I get that vibe from from Sticks, and you know maybe it's wrong to me to judge him like this, but I kind of feel like that he's that guy that like if he gets if he's not playing or he's like a you know. He's not where he wants to be. He starts moping a little bit. And it's Twain right being, you know, coming off the scrap heap, you know, about yeah. to be out of the league. He's probably busting his ass during practice. Because, I mean, if Six can't crack the rotation now, I mean, he's, ne- he's never going to. It's, a, it's right. a wasted draft pick. It sucks. I know you guys love Tyrese Halliburton. I don't necessarily think the Suns would have won the championship if they drafted him. Because that wasn't, I don't think he would have played very much either last season because we had campaign. Right. But, you know, you start looking at some of the guys in that draft, man, they, they could have had shit. They could have had fucking uh, Tyrese Maxey. Imagine him coming off the bench instead of, yep. you know. So it, it sucks. It is what it is. It happens. Um, he's, <laughs> he's still well, well ahead of Ryan McDonough in regards to who. Oh, sure. You know, striking out on top draft picks people forget that you know they drafted marquise uh marquise chris and dragon bender in this yeah. draft so i mean i'm i'm giving james jones a mulligan for this one while while also trading away bogdan bogdanovich right well that's true that guy too but Damn. hey no i i i i i kind of look i mean sticks played all right right during summer league made you know first team all summer league team whatever the case might be um i'm just i'm just hard pressed to think that sticks really is that far behind ish wayne ryan maybe you're onto something there because one thing we know about money he rewards those guys that that show that intensity i mean that's the only reason that's the only explanation for abdul nader still getting minutes right he just must work his ass off in practice. Or he really likes his smoking hot girlfriend. Um, he just had like, a chance. Her name's Haley Grice on Instagram. She's, anyway. She's, she's very pretty. As she's, is Jared Jared Goff's girlfriend, apparently. Did you see that floating around there? Oh, yeah. I saw that. Um, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> back to basketball. <laughs> I didn't want this. I didn't want this thought to leave me. So Paul's um, sleeping through all of this. Imagine the audacity. If you remember, um, I mean, Monty had to teach some tough lessons to Macau. Yeah. In Monty's first season there. He asked him, they had one. Because if you were, if you recall, uh, Monty's first year, first year here, there were some times where Macau would, wouldn't play very much. He'd be on the bench yeah. in the fourth quarter. And Monty told him straight up, Hey, I don't think you play hard enough. You don't work hard enough. And now look at Mikel. Yeah. Motherfucking defensive player of the year candidate. 100%. Well, that's interesting, too. I mean, you say that, you use that example. Hey, you're convincing me, Dan, because if, like you say, you know, Stick's not getting those minutes, if that's if that's a result of the lack of effort in practice, things like that, and it's something that 
exists, notwithstanding Monty being the guy, the motivator and, and the tough love uh, type of approach that we, we, we know he has always seen with Mikhail Bridges, the fact that it doesn't resonate with, with sticks or might not resonate with sticks. Again, we're pure speculation here. Um, that certainly is, is something that's telling and, and would certainly explain why, you know, he's, he's falling down that rotation. I mean, he got some minutes earlier in the year and just disappeared. Uh, so maybe you're right. Or like I said, maybe they're, maybe they just want to make sure he's, he's healthy and tradable. Uh, I'll keep I'll keep that as my primary reason, just so I continue to hold out hope for for Thad Young, right? Yeah, I mean, who knows that man? And then you know, I, I don't. I'm not going to base it on last night's game, but Thad Young looked a little out of sorts out there. But yeah, you know, you can't judge somebody on one game, even though most of us do sometimes. <laughs> Most of us do sometimes. I feel, yeah, I feel like you know what? It's it's game to game with anybody. And I'm just looking at the the box score from yesterday. Yeah, I mean, eight minutes, one for four, zero oh for one. Not not a whole lot of. Oh, uh, well, hey, maybe maybe pops like I don't want to show that young playing well. I'm giving him eight minutes, and you know that's it. So that way the Suns be like, oh, he, maybe maybe it's a bad idea. I don't know, but because at the end of the day, the season he's you know averaging serviceable serviceable stats you know 15 minutes a game nine point uh, i can't see that seven points so yeah again a, a guy with that type of pedigree and experience i think would be an advantage but at the end of the day doesn't happen doesn't happen i'm not going to lose sleep over it um but you know all of this all of this over sticks uh that's 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 where this all started what's what's going on with him there but yeah i i the thad young thing is still something that remains intriguing but like you've said, I think all the way back to even before the season started, if it's going to happen, it's going to be something that happens in likelihood closer to the to the deadline. So, you know, we'll see. Oh, At yeah, the end of the day, we, sure. we we talk about all this stuff, but the Suns will probably end up just, you know, standing pat or making some minor move. I mean, outside of the Chris Paul thing, we've seen that, right, Mon- uh, Monty? Uh, James Jones is exactly, you know, making huge splashes at the deadline or anything like that. It's always been... You know, little little minor things, right? The Tory Craig trade, for example. Um, oh yeah, something in a deadline. So those little types of pieces. I think that's what this team really. You know, if there's going to be anything that's done, maybe like you said earlier, improve the depth. Uh, which is funny to say, considering one of the things that we've always harped on with this team, even going to last year, is how deep they truly are. Right? I mean, that's exhibited by that 18 game win streak when they won a handful of games without Da. And they won, you know, what, two games there, game and a half. What? Oh, no, Book missed. Didn't Book miss games earlier in the streak, too? It was so no. long ago. I don't remember. Did he not? No. I thought he did. No, he didn't. Um, but anyway, uh, again, that shows that depth, right? Because they have an 18-game winning streak where they weren't even at full strength that whole time. Um, regardless of who you're playing, to do that in the NBA is nothing to uh, to scoff at, right? No, I mean, 18 games in a row is 18 games in a row. And – you know, it's hilarious because it's like, I don't know, an 18-game winning streak, regardless of who you play, it shouldn't be met with the, you know, it shouldn't be, a, there shouldn't be a disclosure underneath and say, oh, they only won, you know, X amount of games against teams above 500. Dude, you won 18 games in a row, all right? Everybody plays the same fucking teams in the NBA right. for the most part. So, I mean, you know, the Warriors lost the fucking Grizzlies, you know, and yep. and the Laker, Lake, and the Lakers have lost to OKC them. twice. Like, yeah, like you yeah. got to beat the teams so, you're yeah, supposed to beat. That's what and championship that's what teams, teams do. do. Right. They take, exactly. care of, they take care of business. One hundred percent. Um, yeah, I mean. Let's, you know, you brought up a kind of an interesting point, uh, or at least alluded to. You know, the the Suns come off an 18-game win streak, something that, like I said, it's historic in, in, in the history of the NBA. Only 11 teams have done as well or better uh, in, in the history, or I should say only 10 have done better in the history of the NBA as, as far as winning streaks go. But I wonder how many casual NBA fans out there would even know the Suns were on an 18-game winning streak because all you still saw through all of that was what LeBron's not playing or remember when the Suns were playing, I think it was for the, what, maybe the 10th game of the streak. They were playing the Mavs 
And the headline was Luca out as Mavs try to win third straight was something I think Bloom might have posted that on Twitter. And it's like the absolute audacity to fucking say that when the Suns, even then 10 game winning streak. And you're like, oh, maybe this is fucking Mavs will win now three in a row without Luca. It was actually it was actually the Warriors game. Well, probably uh, fucking happened again because it definitely happened for the yeah, Mavs. Yeah, probably did. It probably did because I remember it was like the headline was um, something like can it, like it was like you know one of those stupid fucking shows on like first take or something, and it said um, it's some, something along the lines of Warriors go for seventh straight against Suns and like they didn't right. even mention like the fucking sixteen game win streak. So it, it's pretty. It's insane, dude. I don't get it. I mean, you've I don't got, either. You've got Chris Paul, who is an all-time great. You have Devin Booker, who is, I'm sorry, but dating Kendall Jenner, that seems like something that would be pop culture relevant, right? That major media, even like sports media, would, would be interested in covering. I mean, shit, they talk about Tom Brady and Giselle all the time, and I'm not comparing Tom. Well, you know what? I am. Fuck that. Devin Booker and Kendall Jenner, better power couple than Tom Brady and Giselle. Okay, that's oh, asinine, but I think it's still asinine. Yeah. But, but it is. I'll stand by it. I'll stand by it. So people talk about them. Why don't? Why, why does? Why does eh, you know what? Why do we bother? Why? Why do we even care? You know what? I like it. I don't know. I you know, don't. It goes it back. Pisses me the fuck off. You know, and, but and that's fine. That's kind of why I like it because I I, I look at this this team I, and. I think the team is aware of it. Do they pay attention to it? I would say no. Are they aware that they get disrespected, you know, nationally? Absolutely. I, I would say so because they're going to, and I think that helps them continue to play with a chip on their shoulder. And I said this, you know, and, and I can say this now because we won the game. I went to that Warriors game and I said before that game, the, 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 the one that tied the streak, I told my buddy that I was going with Phil. I was like, look, do I want them to win? Absolutely. If they don't win, eh, okay. Because... Everyone's going to talk about how they couldn't break the 17 game, you know, record or tie it. And they lost to the Warriors and that's just going to piss them off. Um, but at the end of the day, they ended up winning and and they they lost book for what ultimately will be hopefully a short period of time, relatively speaking. So maybe maybe they were able to I keep that. Like chip with Friday. You. Really? Maybe. I, I just just a feeling, just a hunch. Hmm. I wouldn't mind that. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm well, and you know, it's a good. It's funny because I feel like during that streak, the Suns were just playing constantly. So now is a good time to actually have this. What we got three games off, three days off, right? Between Monday and Friday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three Thursday. That's off, three yeah. days. Yeah. And so then after Friday, we don't play again until Monday. So yeah. And, and at the end of the day, look, we, we, we talk injuries regardless of who the player is, but definitely when you start looking at guy, a guy like Devin Booker. I'd much rather have that happen about 20 games in this season than about 80 games oh, yeah. in this season, you know? Uh, that, that or, of course, goes know, without saying, but... Or in Game 3 of the Finals? Or in Game 3 of the Finals, yes. That's also not an ideal time for an injury to occur. Um, and, you know, I think... Not to not to be, like, kind of wishy-washy about it, but, hey, there's character building here, right? Winning games without your star player like that and doing it for for... I don't want to say extended period of time, but more than just a single game, I think is useful to the team. I mean, again, look what happened when DA was out even and, and guys stepping up, uh, you know, people are going to need to fill that role and getting the opportunity to do that during the regular season, real game speed, real game situations is, is only going to be useful to those guys down the bench and only improve that, that depth that the Suns have. Exactly. In my humble opinion, of course. In my humble opinion. All, all opinions are humble. So, Dan, what else, man? Anything else you want to you want to jump in on here? We can we'll, we'll talk games coming up and what have you. But anything else that's floating around in Sun's universe that you you find salient or interesting? Um, Lucas Fat. He really is. So he looks. He looks like Buzz from Home Alone. Uh, let's let's provide. Let's and, and he he actually does look like Buzz from Home Alone. It's, it's so let's give a little context here. So before Paul fell asleep, 
we were all uh, texting about the Mavs uh, Nets game that was on. Right? No, we were just texting. It would start with Zion and Zion's uh, struggles to get Girth, back on the court. Yes, and I uh, guess uh, who? Which podcast was it? That was it. You or Paul? Uh, Paul said it was the Low Post. I've sworn off Zach Lowe because he's a fucking cornball. So I, I didn't listen, but some pretty damning stuff. <laughs> I guess Tim McMahon said that what. Three three hundred thirty pounds for Zion. Yeah, so insane. Yeah, that's 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 a lot of weight on a six foot six, six foot seven frame. Yeah, God, and then that that led into the conversation of uh, Luca, who apparently was brought up on that podcast as well uh, as checking in at two sixty. And I respond, I'm like, "There's no way." And I turned on the game because I wasn't watching it, and I was like, "Oh." And I realized I don't exactly seek out Mavericks games. I don't really seek out Mavericks highlights. I don't really seek out Luca anything. He didn't play against the Suns earlier this year, so I haven't really seen him this season, I guess. <laughs> and boy. as Dan said, he looks like, but I mean, he has a dad bod, right? And no, Ma- no, 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 no. I have a dad bod. <laughs> okay. I have a dad bod. Which is why on Twitter I said earlier, I was like, I am in better shape than Luca, and that's kind of sad. I have Luca has a Luca's just fat, dude. He's got a dad bod after Thanksgiving dinner constantly kind of thing going on for him. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know, man. I my thing is it's it's always been it's always it's kind of like why I, when you know professional athletes miss free throws, it drives me up a fucking wall. Right, because it's your job. You're a professional at. You're a professional basketball player. Right. How how a professional basketball player can't seem to keep themselves in shape or care to keep themselves in shape, especially when you're supposedly 23 years old. I will never. Dan thinks he's older. Understand, dude. Yeah, I think. Yeah, there's no fucking way Luke is 23, dude. If he's 23, I mean, that's one of the most shot out 23 year old guys I've ever seen. <laughs> Maybe, uh, you know, it's the, the rough years in whatever country grew up in. I don't know. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's funny because when when that was mentioned, and Paul, I think it said, you know, it's like Luca's been gaining weight during the year. And I'm like, how is that possible? And, and I looked up on NBA.com. They have stats for distance in miles covered and what have you. And I look up Luca, and it's, I'm like, this – Homeboy's running 2.35 miles a game. I mean, it seems like it's hard to gain weight when you're, you know, a professional athlete and, you know, running constantly. But, hey, he's managing to do it. When I was looking at those mile numbers, though, I, I, was, I was like, I wonder what, wonder, wonder what the Suns look like. I'm guessing what? Macau leads it. Macau leads it. That's a, that's a very good guess, Daniel, because that is, that is absolutely right. In fact, interesting tidbit, Mikhail – Tied for the lead league, lead league, <laughs> league lead in defensive distance traveled per game, which I guess shouldn't surprise anybody. You see him running around out there like like a maniac, but he's at one point three, two miles a game on the defensive end. One point three, five on the uh, offensive end. Two point six a game. Two point six, seven a game for Mikhail. You know who's second? I'm going to say Devin. on the Suns, that is. That is correct, Devin Booker, and he is almost, he's more than three-tenths of a mile per game less, which, if you think wow. about it, is pretty wild. Uh, it's a pretty big distance on a, on a court that size when you have two guys that are playing. You know, Mikhail plays two minutes more a game, but that's not a ton more. I don't think that's three-tenths of a mile more. Um, and then it goes down from there. You got DA next, Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, which all makes sense there because obviously they're the starters are logging the most minutes. Um, and I'm actually a little surprised. Well, maybe I shouldn't be surprised that Chris Paul is over Jay Crowder. That's probably more of a minute thing than anything. But uh, I found that kind of interesting. I, I think it's kind of funny that they keep track of that, actually. Um, but oh, yeah, they, again. they keep track of everything now. But yeah, man, Luke is fat. And I don't, you know what's kind of refreshing? You know, we talk about like the disrespect of the national media. Haven't heard a fuck a, a ton of Luca dick riding this season. Yeah, which which is fantastic because that seems terrible. They they really are, and I mean, if you think about it, 
are they not stuck in NBA purgatory at this point? Pretty much, <laughs> they really are. I mean, they have no money. No money. You've got Porzingis and Luca as your two main guys who don't necessarily get along. Um, I don't. I, I just. You know, we. I, I don't. I, I don't know if we've talked about this before on the pod. I know you've mentioned it before, but the idea of Luca winning champ. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's ever going to win one. I just don't. I really. I. I hope not. That'd be fantastic. Um. And, and you know, the Mavericks are just like I. What, what was I listening? I think it was the mismatch with with KOC and uh, Chris Vernon. I was listening to earlier today. And they kind of brought up the Mavericks, you know, minus Dirk and minus Luka. Their draft history is fucking horrible. They are terrible in the draft. So, like, in what way are they supposed to get better? Because they literally looked at their team last year after getting knocked out in the first round. They said, you know what, guys are good. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. It's like, uh, Jesus, dude. That's a good... I'm trying to yeah. think about I'm trying to think about like other relevant draft picks by the Mavs, at least like, you know, in recent memory. Josh Howard, Sure. <laughs> I'm I'm just looking up their draft history. And let's see. Dennis, Dennis Smith Jr. that one year. That was that, that worked out well. That was fantastic. Um, all right. So let's let's look here. Let's go back a few years. Well, well, they did draft Trey. Does that count? I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, so let's see. Oh my god! Give me a moment. I'm, I'm just scrolling to look for somebody relevant. Give me a moment. Jesus, <laughs> Josh Howard. I think you're right. Like. Vasilis Spanoulis, not familiar. Maurice Ager, okay, I've heard of him, but not relevant. J.R. Pinnock, nope. <laughs> Milovan Rakovic, nope. So, yeah, that's uh, even more reason why that team is is stuck in NBA purgatory. All right, Dan, anything else on 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 our favorite uh, robust Husky? Husky, look, I was I was a, I was a I was a chubby kid. I wore I wore husky clothes when I was a kid, and that's what the the preferred nomenclature is. So we'll call Luca husky. Okay, can we can we can we <laughs> agree on husky? I feel. Tell me if I'm wrong here. I feel like husky is almost more insulting than like calling somebody fat. It just or sounds fluff. like you're. It sounds like you're being kind of like you're like oh you're husky like oh you're sweet you know what I mean <laughs> like it's kind of like the same fuck. demeaning type thing. Yeah, exactly. It's like oh man, <laughs> it's like. He's a husky little guy. Anyway, uh, I, um, I, I I prefer the word fluffy or thick. Oh, fluffy, fluffy works. Fluffy's an acceptable acceptable word. I, I believe. Actually, thick isn't acceptable for Luca because I'm thick, so he's not allowed to be thick. <laughs> Is that with a C? I'm not. I'm never, I'm never. It's I'm never. It's it's with three C's. I'm never sure what what the kids are saying these days. What's like, like the Chris Paul thing? Cap. No idea. And I can actually call Chris, even though Chris Paul is old, I can call him a kid because he's still younger than me. Um, oh, yeah. And also, had, Paul, Paul, Mr. Sweepy, it's not, <laughs> you don't say that's cap. That's what you say when you're in your late 30s and you don't actually know how to use it right. <laughs> I'm so happy you were in that gr- you're in that group chat. I would have been fucked. My daughter would have made so much fun of me when I said that's cap, although I didn't use that today in any sense, but maybe I will. Maybe I'll try to drop it into a oral argument in court someday. With all due respect, Your Honor, cap. Yes? No? I don't know if that'll work. So, Daniel, should we look at the next games that are coming up? And I mean, I don't know why we do this. We always pick wins. Well, I think we picked a loss once. We, who we, we picked a loss. Uh, we, Paul oh. picked up. Paul picked no, we picked the, oh, the Hawks. Remember? We picked the Hawks loss, yeah. Paul tried to pick Paul Paul picked the loss to the Warriors and I fucking yeah. vetoed that shit. Oh, and then I heard about I heard about how much he loved Steph Curry on the last podcast where I wasn't here. I get it. Maybe maybe if there's a book written about Steph Curry, Paul can host the episode where we have the author on as a guest. That's a th- or or he can just <laughs> go on Dave. On Dave King's podcast. I tell you, 
Who is it? Next Who time, is it? is it Derek White or Dejounte? Dejounte it was Dejounte Murray. Murray. Yeah, yeah. And he got really mad. He's like, "You, you call me a troll on Twitter," <laughs> and I just had to laugh because I'm like, "Dude, we're playing the Spurs, and you're over here." <laughs> giving, giving butterfly kisses to Dejounte Murray on Twitter. Giving giving <laughs> butterfly <laughs> kisses to Dejounte. Read the room, bro. Oh my god, I just got, I just got a mental image of that. I'm gonna I'm gonna learn how to use Photoshop tonight just to do that. <laughs> by the way, I love I love Dave. Uh, me and Dave. I love Dave. We go. We we just go back and forth on Twitter, and I like to push his butt. <laughs> I just need. I just need a Dave King, Daniel Duarte solar panel episode next time Zona is not available. That that's all I ask for. I think that would be. I think that would be gold. In fact, if Dave asked me to 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 come on again, I'm just gonna send you the link and tell Dave I'm coming and just let you hop on. Yeah. Then then you'll be hosting Fan in the Flames. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, oh hello, motherfucker. <laughs> and then he's gonna he's gonna kick you out immediately. And then call me probably. Oh, anyway, Dan, games coming up. As we said earlier, we have a few days off here, so our next game is not until Friday, December 10th, versus the Boston Celtics at the Footprint Center. Daniel? Um, that you know, is a win and fuck Jason Tatum. You don't like Jason Tatum? I didn't know that. I'm kidding. I knew that. I very much knew that. Game after that, and yes, I win. Okay. And I, I, I don't need to speak, right? Like only if you say loss is when I need to speak, because obviously we know I'm going to say win. Next game, Monday, December thirteenth. Which do you know what happens to be December thirteenth? That is Monday Night Football against the St. Louis Rams for the Arizona Cardinals to wrap up the NFC West division. Also, Taylor Swift's birthday. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. And and my wedding anniversary. Coincidence? Oh. Mazel top. Wait, is that how you say it? I think so. Well, you're, Sounds you're right Jewish, to me. Right? No. <laughs> I'm kidding, dude. Oh, I thought you I like, I'm like, wait, did you really think I was Jewish all this time? Pretty sure. Yeah, anyway. A lot, a lot of a lot of those uh, half Filipino Jewish guys running around out there. I'm, I'm, I haven't met one yet. But anyway, so on Taylor Swift's birthday, play Daniel. Um, is Devin Booker back? No. And I'm gonna say loss. Yes. Devin Booker's back. Oh, then they're they're winning that game. Okay. Well, we'll just say win anyway because I'll say win. <laughs> Next game, and here's somebody we haven't talked about because this is a weird injury that has occurred recently. <laughs> Got talked about today. The next game is going to be Tuesday, the 14th, a week from tonight, at Portland, and presumably without CJ McCollum because he has a collapsed lung, which I've never heard somebody get in an NBA game before. Have you? Um, no, I mean, I think like it happens a lot in football because like guys break ribs and then like it punctures their lung or some shit like that. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I don't know how that shit works, <laughs> but you know, I think if you break your rib and it jabs into your lung, you've got much bigger issues, I, I think, than a collapsed lung. Then it's punctured. You just said that. Yeah. Punctured. And then it collapses, right? Uh-huh. But apparently, we I think Paul a doctor said this. on here. How come we should? I know I know a few. Should call them up. See if they're up right now. One of them's in Miami. She's probably sleeping. It's one AM there. Or she's probably working. It might be awake. Anyway, uh I think Paul has said though that it's like an injury that can only be like a two week recovery. It seems to me like that's yeah. look, a collapsed lung. Like that sounds I, I, fucking brutal, but but like I feel like maybe they need to rename that. Like yeah, a, it's like I a deflated like lung or something. Yeah, exactly. But anyway. <laughs> at Portland or a yeah. lung sprain a lung sprain I like that I have a sprained lung he's out with the lung <laughs> um, Portland is fucking lungs. terrible that's a yeah, win. win that's yeah. a blowout win 
Ooh, I like I like you're going below out win. Just getting getting bold, emboldened. All right. Well, and that wraps up the next week. So we'll worry about games after that from there. So I count a four game winning streak that the Suns are starting. Only nine only only fourteen more to break it. Or fifteen more, I guess, to break it. How cool would that be? <laughs> they broke it. Well, in fact, on the episode you were not on, um, we talked about what the 0607 team did. I don't know if you, oh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but yeah, they, they went 17 in a row and then won two of no lost two of three and then 15, won 15 right? in a row. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like the idea of winning 18 in a row, losing one and then winning 19 in a row, 20, 21. Let's get to 19 Five. and then we'll go, we'll go from there. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair approach. So, Monty, if you're listening, that should be the approach. Get to a 19 wins and then worry about winning 20 from there. I would say just get to 19 and then lose one. And, and then, then go on a 20 game winning And then three. go on a 20 and just keep fucking doing that the rest of the year, dude. I wonder if that would, let's see, we, we should extrapolate we would, that out and see. Oh, we would, we definitely break the, the record. We definitely break the 73 and 9 record. I think we'd Monty. actually be 72 and 8. If we did that, so apparently you have already extrapolated this out. In my head, but, you know, close and, enough. And who We're going to win a, a fuck ton of games. Who, who needs a CPA on this podcast when Dan just does math like that? Damn, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. And I think that's a good time to wrap, wrap this episode with, with a showing of math acumen by Daniel Duarte. Yes? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I just didn't say all the stupid shit that popped in my head, then we wouldn't have a podcast at all, would we? Right, <laughs> or I would. At least. I just w- I just wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd be really boring. Actually, I'd say nothing because most of the shit rattled around up here. Pretty. You'd stupid. be like a. You'd be like a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. maybe I should reconsider things then. Anyway, Dan. Make sure you can follow us on Twitter. Make sure you can follow us on Twitter. Maybe we should start recording earlier. I feel like maybe I'm starting to get some of this Paul effect. Like the sweepiness is starting to get to me. I don't know. But make sure to follow all of us on Twitter. I'm at so says J Paul. Is that Dervish of Royal and Daniel? I am at D Duarte89. Don't forget to follow my friends at Buffalo Trace for your bottle of Buffalo Trace whiskey and our friends over at Stacey. Oh, well, look at this. More unofficial official sponsors of Fanning the Flames. Just rolling in. I love it. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. And of course, we do appreciate all of you listening. And depending on when you're listening, have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or a good evening. Later. Night, night, Paul. Just